we're taking you inside the mind of a man. This is How Men Think, an iHeartRadio podcast. So, yes, this is How Men Think, even though you hear the voice of the ladies right now. This is Amy and Danielle's here, too. Woohoo! <laughs> and we have all the ladies here today, but we are turning the show over today to Dr. Joe Park. Now, we call you Joe because on The Bachelor, you were Joe, but your Zoom says Joseph. So what do you go by at the hospital? At the hospital, I go by Dr. Park, so none of the above. Dr. But Park. You call me whatever you want. I don't care. Joe, Dr. Joe. What did Tisha call Park, you? What did Tisha call you? She called me Joe. You know, we're there. We got there. It was fine. <laughs> So how many of your patients now are like, uh, how's Tasha? <laughs> you know, people ask me that, but if you really think, so I'm, I'm an anesthesiologist. If you think about the people who need surgery, they're generally like, you know, for the most part in their 50s, 60s, 70s, sometimes 80s, like barely anybody has asked me that. Uh, so very rarely, which I kind of like, I don't want to be known as, um, if they didn't know I played strip dodgeball on national television, that would be okay to me. <laughs> Now, you don't know this yet because the world is so weird right now that you're not going to like concerts or events, but soon enough, you will be, are you that guy from The Bachelorette? Or you'll get, did we go to high school together? <laughs> <laughs> um, I've gotten that a couple of times. You know, I live in New York City, you know, there's still, you know, outdoor dining at times and sometimes I'll be riding um, my bike and uh, people will stop me. Which I'm super impressed by because I'm wearing a mask and it's really cold now. I'm wearing a hat. So I've gotten to go oh, that a eagle little bit. Eyes. They have eagle eyes. They will it's, spot you. I gotta say it's the weirdest thing because it is weird. I always tell them it's weirder for me. Like whenever I'm going for a run outside, I'm like, when someone stops, I'm like, this is so weird for me. Like, what do you want to know? It's like, it's, I mean, we're just normal people, you know? It's like, it's such a let's, weird thing. Okay, but, uh, so let's catch everybody, let's catch everybody up. So Dr. Joe Park started on Claire's season, right? You were one of the men that was originally there for Claire. So tell everybody why, like you're a hot doctor, which doctors now were always hot, but now doctors are like way hot. So why did you want to go on The Bachelorette? Like, it is a little bit like, why does this guy need to go on there? <laughs> That's fair. Um, yeah, so, you know, so it was, I got asked in the, um, toward the end of spring and the pandemic in New York City, you know, it hit here first, obviously. It was kind of slowing down. And at that time I was, you know, going to work and, you know, and it was like a war zone. Everyone was just donning PPE and keeping their distance. And it was just a very scary time. And, um, you know, unfortunately, I saw a lot of people um, not doing well. And I would come home, you know, to my shoebox in an apartment, you know, I live in New York City. And, um, and that would be the routine. And I wouldn't see friends, obviously. I wouldn't see my family. And um, so when I got this, this message, um, I, you know, I'd never seen the show. And I just said, like, what do I have to do? I was open-minded about it. And they said, you just have to sit where you're sitting and do a couple of Zoom interviews. And, um, and I asked, do I, do I even have to wear pants? I'm like, no, don't wear pants. It's fine. And uh, I did like four or five Zoom interviews and one thing led to another. And I was out in, uh, in the desert, in the Palm Desert, 
with a bunch of strangers. And again, after having quarantined, living like it was 2019, you know? Like I know, that's what, that's, great. that's what people listening may not realize is, you know, from, we have a lot of friends that are either on the show or work on the show. And because of the way they did it, they were extremely safe with a lot of protocols and put everybody into a bubble. And so you guys basically got to sort of live a normal life. It, it was such like such a stark contrast. Like I can't tell you how it was going from the hospital where I was wearing like, not just a mask, but I was wearing the, the face shield and the gloves all the time and the uh, gown. And to just being in a place where I could like, like hug somebody um, and I know it's gotten a little bit normal now, but like at the time it was like really, really, really the height. And again, it was such a scary thing that was Especially happening. Especially in New York. Was, yeah. In New York Especially was yeah. insane yeah. during yeah. that time. So that leads me to my question is how did you even get the time off? Like you went to, yeah. you know, your boss and you're like, Hey, I know it's the middle of a pandemic, but I just got offered <laughs> yeah. to go on the bachelorette. <laughs> like how did that kind of go? So it was a few, it was like, a, it, was a, it was a couple months before they said, hey, they gave me the green light. You know, it was a bunch of Zoom interviews. And at the height of the pandemic, which is early April, um, the cases were about 6,000 a day. And that was when testing wasn't really available. So it was actually much, much worse than that. Um, but by the time I left, which was, um, you know, early, early summer, um, the case has actually gone down. I'm not sure if I want to say the day, but the day I left, it, the case were down to about 300. So it was, this, it was actually the perfect time where there weren't an elective surgeries going on because people obviously were very afraid to be in the hospital and they were still taking care of a lot of COVID patients. But, but it wasn't, it, that, that peak had gone way, way, way down. And uh, I told my, my boss that uh, I needed between four and six weeks off, which was all my vacation time. <laughs> and he asked, he's a very old and very nice old Indian man. And uh, he, he was like, why do you need this? And I was like, you know, there's a show called Bachelorette. And he's like, so what is this show? And uh, I tried to, I was like, so there's 30 guys and there's one girl. And you do a lot of weird <laughs> challenges. Um, you have like, you know, play dodgeball, you wrestle each other. And all of that will help <laughs> this girl find, uh, find a husband after eight weeks. The whole premise of me is it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous saying it now, but to him, who never heard of me, he's like, it was like, he's like, what? And I told him it was going to be on television and it's a crazy opportunity. And eventually he's like, yeah, sure. Like, you know, it's actually a perfect time. So go for it. I hope he watched. Did that guy watch? Definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> I hope he doesn't. Well, there's so much to sort of, there's so much to sort of break down. So first, before we get into kind of what we're doing and how you're taking over the show today, can you just give us a little bit like, where are you from? Where'd you go to college? Where'd you get, where'd you go to medical school? And then why did you choose anesthesiology? Which for people listening, that is a quite challenging area of medicine. Yeah, it is. Um, so I'm from New York. I grew up born and raised in, uh, in Long Island um, in New York. I went to high uh, college at Georgetown University in DC. And um, I did some consulting there um, for two years, or not there, but DC for two years. And then I thought medicine might be my route. Um, I didn't really love consulting. And I did some clinical research at Sloan Kettering, which is a cancer center in New York. And from there, I really loved working with patients, uh, mentally super stimulating, super like you're always learning in medicine. And then I applied to med school, went to med school in Stony Brook out in Long Island also, 
mm-hmm. from there, um, I decided to pursue anesthesiology, which, as you said, is a very, very challenging field. I mean, literally, you are like keeping this person alive while they're going through their, their surgeries. So this is definitely um, intense. At times. And you don't get a lot of the glory because you're not the heart surgeon that came right. in or the Dr. Gupta brain surgeon that came, comes in. For those yeah. that are listening, Dr. Sanjay yeah. Gupta's on CNN, and he still goes and performs brain surgery, but the anesthesiology is so important, but you're like the man behind the scenes that no one ever sees. Yeah, there's, um, I like to consider, I like to think of uh, anesthesiologists as the bassist of a group, and um, a friend's uncle, random, but he told me once, uh, it's meant to be felt, but not heard, um, but obviously you need that person there and it really creates that that sets the tone for the band the music that's playing and so i feel that way um about anesthesia and uh, i'm happy to do that and it is really really interesting to deal with physiology and all these medications we're pushing and to see like all these monitors and again just to control someone's physiology i think is uh, such a because of your expertise because of your expertise as an anesthesiologist does that give you um, insight into the vaccine in a different way than maybe even, you know, just a general physician would, where you're able to sort of explain its safety and efficacy and why it's important? Um, does the anesthesiology background that you have give you that knowledge uh, more so than other doctors? More so than other, some other doctors, yes. I mean, there are immunologists, um, allergists who probably have a better understanding. But that said, um, dealing with a lot of drugs and pharmacokinetics, pharmacodynamics, and pharmacology in general, um, it is important for us to know how the body processes medications um, and different things that introduce to our body. So, um, and also the reaction that happened thereafter, mm-hmm. uh, inflammatory reactions that can happen afterwards, that can happen during surgery um, or to medications we give. So in that respect, yeah, I mean, we definitely have um, a better understanding of human physiology and how medications, especially strange ones. So like, um, so like as, people are getting, so as people are getting the first dose of the vaccine and, and the common side effect is like arm pain. So is the arm pain because it's where a shot went in or is the arm pain because it's starting to like affect the body in that area? Like why the arm pain? Sure, that's a good question. So most people, when they get this vaccine, similar to the flu shot, it's an intramuscular injection. And every intramuscular injection is going to have arm pain just because you're introducing um, a a fluid, a substance into the muscle. So there's going to be an inflammatory reaction. And it's going to feel like someone punched you really hard there the next day. And that's not really the systemic reaction that you're getting from the vaccine which also happens, which can happen, which happens to a lot of people. Um, that's just a local uh, reaction and that's completely normal and uh, completely, yeah, and it goes away very quickly. And then after the second dose, people are having some symptoms like a slight fever or chills or more flu-like symptoms. Can you explain why that is and let people know like, that's not COVID, you don't have COVID, you know, I'll let you explain, but it's your immune system. So can you explain why that happens and why people don't need to panic? Absolutely. So, um, first of all, yeah. So even after the first dose, it's possible that the day after or, or two days after, up to two days after, you can have some reaction. And these reactions include um, generalized fatigue, generalized muscle pain. Some people will have fever. Some people will have some chills. 
Um, some people have some GI symptoms with some nausea, some diarrhea. All these are very normal and generally last between one and two days. And by the third day, you're pretty much back to normal. Now, why that happens is because your body is ramping up its immune system. Your body is practicing for and creating the antibodies that will be necessary to fight off the coronavirus if you ever actually encounter the real thing. Um, and so it means it's working. You know, it means that our body is revving up for a real infection in the future. And again, to your point, in no way can you get coronavirus from the <laughs> vaccine. It is a merely a very small component of the vaccine that creates, that's kind of like a trigger for our, for our immune system to respond. But in no way can you get coronavirus. And I want to be very clear with that. Now, how many years uh, into medical school was it before you were able to say diarrhea without laughing? <laughs> I'm laughing on the inside. This is right? a problem for Amy. Me. <laughs> Flatulence, diarrhea, all of it. It's still very funny to me. Because I'm trying to be special really, here, though. You delivered that like it was like no problem. Yeah. yeah, yeah but yeah, yeah. yeah it, it's, you know, I think it, I, I enjoy the topic of diarrhea and have uh -huh. grown to be comfortable, but I know that you can really shut a room down if you say diarrhea. There's a um, medical school is such a journey, perhaps more than the bachelorette. <laughs> and um, suffice it to say, you don't want to know where this finger has been. All right. It's, uh, it's, <laughs> <laughs> there are stories. But I, okay, there so are, was, I'm telling you, it's a, it's a ride, it's a trip. Did you ever have to utter the word diarrhea when you filmed The Bachelorette? Um, I don't recall a time I had to, um, but I was ready to, to, to bust it out if I had to. And um, how, be, many be medical about it. how many medical questions were those dudes asking you? Like, <laughs> was it constant? Or yeah, you know, a lot of them are asking about like showing me rashes and I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa I do not want to see that at all. I'm joking. I'm joking. Everyone was actually, actually um, I know we know you're yeah. all you're all pretty safe in there because you're you're COVID yeah. tested and tested Super in safe. many ways. Tested exactly. I was gonna say tested in many ways, so I'm joking. So so Amy, should we go into kind of the premise of the episode and what we have planned? We've been sort of polling our audience and as much as people want to have relationships, love, date, sex, all the normal things that we always talk about on the show, they also have a lot of medical questions right now. People want to know it all. So you are the perfect person to talk about love, relationships, and doctor stuff. So we will let some people into our podcast with their questions. But my last question before we start that is, who were your three besties that you made during your claritaceous season of The Bachelorette. You have to pick three. And we know because uh, we saw on the Instagram that you went over to Bennett's house for dinner. So is he one of your besties? I know he's gonna be hurt. He's gonna be hurt if you don't say him, I think. I'm, I'm gonna say, um, so the time on the show and after the show, um, Brendan, uh, I've gotten really close to Brendan. He is- We call him um, Turtle. Brendan, turtleneck Brendan. Tur turtleneck Poppy, actually, I think is the correct term. Turtleneck Poppy. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, he is such a kind, um, thoughtful, um, and actually super funny. He's got this, this really subtle humor um, that I love and that a lot of people love. Um, and just a, a good human being overall. Uh, and that was evident on the show because um, such, a, such a tense, pressure-filled situation. And he kept it real throughout, which also I appreciated, you know, a lot of people, you know, 
who knows? There's a lot of reasons why people will go want to be on The Bachelor, want to be on TV. But he kept it 100 the whole time, and I respected him. Like we would have great chats. We would do the. We was always we're always wearing mics. So we would do this thing where we tap our mics. Like, yo, is this is this? Are you scared right now? Like, is this okay? <laughs> and I was, I, I was like, no, it's not okay. I'm really scared. I was like, okay, good, me too. And, if uh, I was yeah, Tasha, anyways, so, I would have picked him. Like he was my number one. Like I to this day, I'm like Tasha, you you missed the boat on that one. You know, he was my he was and is my number one, but he he <laughs> he, eliminated, he eliminated himself, so she didn't even have the chance. And that's uh, true. Yeah. And I respect him for why he did it. I mean, he kept it real, 100. percent Number two, okay, I'll have to say is, Ken, is I'm probably surprised, but Kenny, um, Kenny. Kenny looks how he looks and he has the job that he has but one of the most also subtly funniest um most honest genuine um and yeah just like real people on the show and you could tell that from the show he's like you know at a certain point he's like what the hell is going on here and that's just how it was all the time. And I really, I, I love the reverence. What boy bands he manages, but we can figure that, that out another time. <laughs> Very quickly, I'll say, he has a bunch of cover bands that he manages at a, um, he has a bunch of cover, cover bands, like one's a Motown band, one's like a, like a boy band cover band. So um, he does it all. He's a model, you know, manager, event space manager. He's a man of many talents. A boy band cover band is yeah. actually sort of a legit idea. He was no, getting geez. in fights with the other one. Who was he brawling with? He was having the... the... Well, I think everyone didn't like... Uh, yeah, no, I don't think anyone liked Noah. But especially Noah. Bennett. Was <laughs> Noah the mustache? The mustache? He was the mustache man. Formerly mustache. He's, okay. He had a pre-mustache phase and a post-mustache phase. So he, <laughs> he had a couple errors on The Bachelorette. All right. Yeah. Give us your number three and I'm nervous for Bennett because I know it's not Bennett. Number three is Bennett, actually. You know, uh -oh. I, I will say Bennett and I have gotten much closer. I mean, he lives in New York. We're the, about the same age. We're one year apart. And he's super intelligent. And he's really thoughtful. And he's just got interesting perspectives. And um, when yeah, he's Bennett, your friend, he's your friend. Like, he's yeah, a good, Bennett is he's like such the, a good friend. He's with he's you, like you know? The, the car wreck you can't look away from. Like, I find myself, like, <laughs> on his Instagram watching the whole thing but going why am i watching this like <laughs> like this guy is so cheesy but yet like tell me more you know like he's that guy bennett is the classic case of you either die a hero or you live yourself or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain yeah. and he just for some reason skewed that way toward the end um because i don't remember the beginning and bennett was like yo it was all love for bennett and uh, for me, it's still all up for Bennett yeah. once you get to know the man. He was just a little bit of that Harvard guy, and he kind of, like, became that so fast. He's sort of handsome. He's sort of handsome in a, like, are you, you handsome or am I going to vomit in my mouth kind of a way? But I'm not being mean. You don't think he looks like, like Superman? The Clark Kent? You don't like, you're not into the big jaw and big muscle? And I, I, he's, he's handsome. He's, like, by the book handsome, but he has sort of, like, this underlying cheese where you're like is that gonna irritate me at dinner you know you're like are you gonna like i don't know it's like a disney character where they're like 
always looking in the mirror or something. I can't remember which one that is. But anyway, Gaston. Joe, this is your show. Yeah, Gaston. I'm going to say one more <laughs> last one. Uh, honorary also. Oh. Ivan is also the man. That's oh, a fourth bestie. Okay. Fourth bestie. Love Ivan. Um, and that's it. Sorry. No, we like it. We like it. We hope you're all in paradise together. <laughs> so we do have a bunch of people that are excited to talk to you. So Should we take a break really fast? Should we take exactly, a break? Exactly, yeah. Let's go ahead and take a break. And when we come back, we'll get to some of our uh, questions. Hey, guys. It's Dr. Joe. I've um, taken over for Gavin and Brooks on the How Men Think podcast. Um, they'll be back. I'm sorry. Don't worry. Uh, but for right now, you're stuck with me. So uh, let's bring on the questions. Okay, so first up we have Crystal. Hello. Hello. Hi, okay, so first question. Um, we would love to know, I know you recently got vaccinated and um, a lot of us are a little nervous about the vaccination. So could you kind of tell us your experience about getting it and what we might need to know about it? Um, absolutely. Um, uh, Crystal, love your style also, so. Um, just want to say that in the uh, just out front. Um, so sure. So the vaccine, you know, initially, like a lot of people, um, when it first came out, I was a bit curious about it. I was a, I was a bit apprehensive about it. Um, I wasn't sure about it either because it did come out pretty quickly, and I think that's the kind of concern everyone had. But the more I read about it, and the more I learned about how the vaccine actually works, um, how the study was conducted, and read about how safe it was. I actually completely changed. I got really excited about it. And when the time came for me to actually get the vaccine, um, I was super happy uh, and hopeful um, that this tiny, really yeah, innocuous injection, this really, you know, it takes about all of half a second. Uh, this tiny injection would potentially and likely save millions of lives and get us back to you know, eating in restaurants with friends, to traveling, um, and just getting back to life um, as we knew it. Um, and again, just go procedurally to go through how, how it works, because I know a lot of people aren't in the, the, the phase where they can get the vaccine yet, but they will be very soon. Um, you sign up, you show up at the appointed time with your ID, and um, you get the vaccine, which literally takes uh, literally a half second, a little wipe of alcohol and, and a little, a very small needle and, you know, and um, get the injection. And you stick around for 15 or 20 minutes after just to monitor, um, to make sure that there's no immediate reaction afterwards. And there have been some, but they are exceptionally rare thus far. Um, and so you stay monitored. And then from there, um, likely the day after, as we talked about earlier, you'll have a little muscle soreness in the shoulder that you got the injection. And it's possible you'll have some fatigue. It's possible you'll have some generalized body pain. Um, it's possible that you could have a little bit of fever, a little bit of chills. Uh, it's possible you could have some GI symptoms, maybe a little diarrhea. And, um, but those symptoms generally will go away in two days. And by the third day, you'll be back to normal, if not sooner than that. Um, with those symptoms, you know, if you do have the fever, you have the chills, and even if that arm pain is bothering you, it's completely okay to take Tylenol. It's completely okay to take Advil. Um, and again, that reaction that you're having, um, I, it, it, I look at it like when you're working out, 
um, or practicing something like an instrument, uh, no pain, no gain. And when you get that injection and you get that and you get that, that reaction where you can, you don't feel great the next day, that's your body just like working it out and make it pumping out those antibodies so that you are stronger um, afterwards. And, you know, trust me from a firsthand account, that day or day, or day and a half of discomfort you have is much better than actually having COVID. Okay, so um, even if, again, people are not so thrilled about how they might feel the day or two after, again, it's, it's nothing in compared to the risk of potentially getting the disease and potentially spreading it to your loved ones, maybe even higher risk, so. So that brings me to our next person because um, it has a really good correlation. Wait, but for those playing, those playing the at-home drinking game, we just had another diarrhea, so. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I did smirk when I said good it. Call. Um, okay, I'm going to bring in Danny, because Danny Thanks, has something very much related to that same same topic. So, Danny, if you can come in. Hi. What's up, Danny? Hi. I was just wondering, um, once we're all vaccinated, would we still need to be wearing masks and social distance? Um, just what are your thoughts on that? Danny, that's a really, really good question, and I'm, I'm glad you, uh, you asked that. Um, so... The answer is yes. And the reasons are, one, the vaccines we have, the Moderna and the Pfizer vaccines are about 95% effective as far as we know. That means one in 20 people will still be able to potentially get moderate or severe COVID. Uh, you might develop that disease. And so, because we don't know obviously who that one in 20 is gonna be, you still should wear that mask because again, you don't wanna potentially contract it and you don't, and Again, the second reason is because we're not sure that even if you are vaccinated and you are, um, you do have the antibodies, if you can't spread it, because it's still possible if you have the antibodies that while you're fighting the infection, you might still be able to spread it to other people. And so that's something that- Yo, do, that, you, do you know how long you think or medical community thinks it will be before we start to realize if that is in fact true, that you can still spread it. I did a deep dive on the Google the other night to try to figure that out. And I, I saw that they've been testing it in rats and some sort of other primate, and they still don't have definitive answers. So what are you hearing on that? How long will that take? Um, so that's a good, also a good question that definitely deserves more investigation. And unfortunately that question will only be answered um, with time. And uh, that's going to yeah. be, um, unfortunately, more people need to get vaccinated and the time frame with the people who are already vaccinated will have to be much longer. Um, so it's hard to say, to be honest. Uh, when yeah, that information be out, which is me. why we still need to wear masks. And Join me on that uh, deep dive on the Google. There's a lot of sort of like information I, there. But I, I, did like, a, <laughs> I did. Did you do it too? Yeah, I did. And I, because I was searching like, how long does the actual vaccine like how, you know, how long is it effective for in your body? Is it a yearly, is it like a yearly flu shot or anything like that? And it's the same thing. It's one of those things that know. time will tell. You don't, you can't really put an answer on it right now from what I Googled. That's another good point. So right now there are a couple of things um, that are percolating in the news um, and also percolating with the disease. There are these variants that are coming um, kind of to light. There's a, there's a, a UK variant, which is the most prominent right now. Um, there's a variant, which just means a, a, muta a mutated form of the virus, a variant from South Africa. There's a, Brazil there's a Brazilian variant, I believe. And so mm -hmm. there are a lot of these little variants that 
may also affect even that 95% number that was quoted in the study, that's right. a little lower than that. And um, again, you know, as far as what Danielle was saying, um, if we may need it, you know, a booster, kind of like a flu shot every year, that is also to be determined. Like, remember, well, we only have this disease for less like, than a year. You know, it's, it's, you're it's like crazy. Chasing your, you're chasing your tail because imagine, so some people started getting the vaccine, let's say whatever it was, December. It takes us eight months, a year to get everybody vaccinated, and then you're just starting over again. It's like, although I will say I'm not a doctor, you can answer this, but as we get it down in the communities, it'll get easier, I assume. I'm not a scientist, but. No, but th that I think honestly is true. Right now, we have the, like, the production is the issue and the distribution is the issue. And that's just growing pain. That's like when this campaign to vaccinate every American, like, and also not, it's not like people say it's Amazon. It's nothing like Amazon. This is a medical treatment still. You still need to monitor people. You still need to know about the medical history um, and any reactions they've had to other, like it's a medical thing that we're doing and it's not like dropping off a package. So there's going to be some growing pains and um, that's just normal. And, and, and we um, have to vaccinate yeah. the rest of the world and it is our responsibility right. to help do that. Um, yeah. It's coming upon all of us because this is one of those things where if you don't get vaccinated, you could harm your mom, your dad, right. your grandma, your grandpa, you know, your teacher, uh, you know, fellow student who might be immunocompromised. Like this is a responsibility that we all have. And um, this and might again, be a, so safe. this might be a dumb question, but it's just actually one that I have. And I think about often. <laughs> Where do these variants come from? Like, how do they just like pop out of nowhere? You know, like, how's there the South African variant? And then also, you know, one in the UK, like, where do they come from? Like, I, I don't understand how that works. Sure, that's, um, that's a good question. Um, now you go a little deeper into virology, but not that much deeper. Viruses replicate very, very rapidly and in very high numbers. And, um, a lot of times with these replications, there's gonna be mistakes that are made. And these mistakes are, uh, are mutations, are variants. The vast, vast majority, I can't give a number, but a vast majority of variants are, are go unnoticed because they do nothing to affect the, um, the, affect the, the virus itself. So there've been lots and lots and lots of variants thus far. The ones that we know of now in the UK, um, in South Africa, these variants made changes that were significant. They made the, the spike protein a little different. And thus, the ones, unfortunately, that survive, the ones that become prominent, like the ones in the UK, are the ones that hate the immune system. So unfortunately, the more virulent forms of these mutations are the ones that survive because they can super. So I have, a, I have a terrifying so, question on that. I have a terrifying question on that. And then Danielle and Crystal, we want to know if you guys have any follow-up questions too. But I had this like dark thought today. Uh -oh. So as they uh -oh. say, the virus is getting more virulent, virulent, virulent as- You got it. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, so I finally have calmed myself down a little bit, not completely on my like door handle and my cell phone and my like all that, that like, I'm not gonna get it as likely from a surface. So, and we're kind of like, if this a respiratory, it's passed from person to person. If it gets more virulent, am I gonna get it off 
my grocery cart. Like, could that change it? And I know that's like, might be a tough question. We don't, we maybe don't know, but what are you, what do you think on that? Like now do I need to be like stressed out about my wipes again? Sorry, um, I know. Diarrhea, diarrhea, diarrhea. 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 <laughs> that gosh darn diarrhea. Um, so that is a good question. And it, to, to put it, to, to make the answer short, the answer is you need less virus to infect when it becomes, with these variants. And when you say that it's becoming more virulent, it's the same thing. It's the variants that are, that are more virulent that again, they just stick to our cells a little bit stronger, um, to our receptors that introduce the cells into our body a little stronger. And because of that, less is needed to infect us, which, which is what it means to be more virulent. And because of that, um, we still need to be fastidious with our social distancing, with wearing masks and our hand hygiene um, mm -hmm. for those reasons, because less is needed with these variants to infect. Right. Well, diarrhea, that's great. Speaking of it's diarrhea, good. we have some non-vaccine related questions. Hey, first, before we do that, Danielle, Crystal, we kind of jumped in there. Do you guys have any follow-up questions based on what Dr. Joe, I'm just gonna call you Dr. Joe, just, uh, just explain there. Uh, not a question, but just, I, I love the kind of metaphors you gave. And I think, unfortunately, we may have to dumb this down just because it is so, you know, based in medicine and not everyone understands that. So I would love to hear more of those metaphors, if you have any, just on your Instagram in the future. I've got a couple of videos I made about the vaccine that has a, a couple of like easy metaphors with like, I use Bob the Builder in there. So that's to give you an idea of how, uh, how simple um, it is. And then um, with the variant, I also made a, a quick video also, because I do think a lot of people are curious and um, I appreciate, I appreciate that. So thanks. Danielle, uh, Crystal, thanks for your questions. So we're going to switch gears a little bit and have a little bit of fun. So I'm going to bring This is on... fun already. What do you mean? No, but like a little more lighthearted. Not so much, oh, we're in a pandemic. <laughs> Everyone's scared. Yeah, um, sure, sure. Okay. We're running away from the mutating virus. <laughs> awesome. Um, okay, let's bring in Naya. Naya, where are you at? Hi. What's up, Naya? Hi. Yeah. Um, How are you? I have a question for you. This is a little juicy. So I'm not sure if you've tuned into the most recent season of The Bachelor with Matt James, but if you have seen, you know, a few of the episodes, are there any of the girls that caught your eye that you think are cute? We want to know. Um, I, <laughs> we really switched gears. We went from like yeah, we really did medicine trying to save the world to like <laughs> just bottom of the barrel. Yeah. reality television. I mean. Um, but that's a good question. I'll be honest with you. I, I, I never watched the show before. And, um, <laughs> I think, um, it's a long show. It's, I can't believe okay. people watch this thing for two hours a week. I mean, listen, it's, it's, it's great programming and Honestly. the producers are great and film, the, the filming, the, everyone works really hard, but you I only watched the You just say the answer is no. <laughs> the answer is I don't really know them well enough. So I'll say two parts. One, um, okay. I don't know the, the people well enough to answer. Unfortunately, know the people well enough. I only, I only watched part of the first episode, really. And I, I know who gets eliminated just because I'm curious, like, who lasts. Mm -hmm. 
yeah. based on that first episode. So I just Google like, oh, who who's out? Um, and two, I also know the process kind of and how, you know, there's no script. No one makes you say anything. But there is, you know, like you just see facets of people. You don't see, you know, you see it's, it's like you have a big painting. And you're just trying to light on the more interesting parts, the more colorful parts. So um, there's more to people than um, what's shown on TV. Like for me, for example, you know, yeah. you know, people seem to really like um, some of the things they, they saw from the show, but they cut out the part where I punched Ben in the face. And if people had seen that, they would have thought of a completely different oh idea of who I was. So <laughs> I'll, um, I'm still trying to make it up to him. Um, yeah. Okay, so Dr. Joe, I don't, I, I'm not 100% okay, yeah. sure you're going to like Mandy's question next because it is another bottom of the barrel, but we're going to go no, for I'm it. No, I'm joking. No, I love, um, first of all, this case is amazing <laughs> and um, I love it. I loved it and I, I love answering questions about it because it is fun and it, the whole thing is Doctors. Is, is so. How many doctors have been on The Bachelor? Dr. Joe, Dr. Travis Stork. Stork. Um, I met a, a friend. A friend of mine mentioned there was a, another emergency room doctor on there. There were nurses oh. like Nikki. Andy, Nikki Farrell was a nurse. Was Andy Baldwin a doctor? He's like I'm going way back. What he was like a Marine or a Navy something. I'm gonna have to Google that. Okay, Mandy. Uh, Hi, how are thanks you? Thanks for your question, Aya. No hey, Mandy, how are you? Good. I'm gonna stick with the the name here, Doctor Joe. <laughs> Let's do it. I have a question for you, Dr. Joe. Um, I was looking at your Thanksgiving post and when you were saying how grateful you were for the show and I was super heartwarmed. Um, so my question is, having had what seems to have been such a great and positive experience on The Bachelor, would you ever be interested in continuing your journey and maybe going on The Bachelor in Paradise? And do you think that would be something you could even get time away from work for? Um, first of all, I'm surprised anybody read that thing. It's about uh, <laughs> a thousand pages. So um, <laughs> thank you for that, Mandy. <laughs> it did take time to write it. So yeah. glad you're the one person who read it. So thank you for that. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, as far as uh, BIP, um, I, I. BIP. I, VIP. Again, that's what the people it. in the biz call it, all right? VIP. That's what um, they call but, it. <laughs> uh, that's what the kids are calling these days. Um, I would say, again, I'm still out there trying to, you know, trying to find Mrs. Park. But uh, if, if, if there's Mrs. nothing Park. out there, <laughs> try it. I know. Uh, I speak Dr. Bachelor, and that means yes. He wants to go, but they haven't officially asked him yet. But if they do, he'll say yes. It, it's like partly it's flat. It's like partly it's flat because he's almost playing like hard the to Bachelor All Star game. Hard to get. Play hard to get uh, with those producers. Act like I might do it, maybe. Right, dangle it, turn and then it they'll away, want. dangle it. Um, but I don't know the answer to that question. We don't know. I don't know if it's happening. No one knows if it's happening. But I will say, it was an amazing experience. And, and while I was there, it's it's kind of a deep dive. But while you're there, it's kind of like. Um, I've had this conversation with people. It's almost like uh, being interrogated. Yes, Prison. yes. Mm -hmm. It is, you don't have, you're, you're, you're removed from all your contacts. You don't have your phone, no TV, no internet. Um, you're staying in this one confined area. Um, you stay, they make you stay up pretty late doing these fun things, but late at night, 
And then when you're done with it, they shine a really bright light in your face and ask you a bunch of questions. And like, do you love her? And I'm like, yeah, I love her. I love her. Okay, can I go to sleep now? You know, like it's like really, it's intense. Now, did you so, think? Uh, did you think yeah. Dale and Claire would have made it longer than they did? Man, that is so hard. I mean, they really. I mean, listen, we've all been there. You know, we we know what that honeymoon phase is like. We know what it's like to like fall head over heels for somebody. Um, I just you know, when you're going to a commitment, like engaging, getting engagement and getting married to somebody, I think 12 days and however many hours I spoke in that day, can you really hash out, hey, what are you gonna do with your career? What do you, what do you wanna do when you move? And do you, how many kids do you want? And how do you wanna raise your kids? And you know, like all these important questions, these minor details that kind of fall by, felt, might have fallen by the wayside in this short um, time they had together, so. You know, it's so appreciate, I, I so appreciate how uh, fair you're being with that question, Dr. Joe, but let's try it one more time. Were you shocked that they broke up? Yeah. I was not shocked that they broke up. I mean, I was hoping that they did. They wouldn't. Um, I know I was rooting for them as, as, as America was, you know, all Bachelor Nation was, but I'm not shocked that they broke up. No. So I, have I, I agree on. with you. Do you think Claire messed up, I don't know the right words, uh, sort of sabotaged herself by not being open to the process and all the other men, because the odds were not with her that this was gonna work out with the one guy she met three times. Did she blow it? Should she have gone through the process, even if she was in the end, ultimately gonna end up with Dale? I felt mm -hmm. like she screwed herself by just being like, I like that guy from the second he got out of the limo. Um, I will say, this is easy to say now that, that they've broken up. What if she had gone through the process and ended up with Blake, let's say Blake Moynes, and they stayed together for three months. You know, he lives in Canada. Like, who knows what could have happened? So it's easy to say now that looking back at playing Monday morning quarterback, saying, oh, yeah, you know, it could have been somebody else. But I don't, you know, with these things, you never, like, they're – like a, another version, like my parents dated for six months before they got engaged. And, you know, not, in nine months, they were married from the time they met each other. And then there are couples who know each other for eight years, they get married, and then they divorce after like, you know, right. my parents are still happily married after, you know, 40 years. Right, right, right. And, and there are people who, who go out for eight years, and then they divorce after a year of marriage. So it's so hard to say, like, what would have happened. Shoot, so, it's a crapshoot. It's, it's a crapshoot. Crap but I still think she kind of blew it because, look, this is just my opinion. If you're going to buy into it, doing it, you got to buy yeah. into it and kind of do it right. And she really like turned it on its side. Although I love Tasha, So I was super stoked that we got Tasha. Yeah. Here's my perspective yeah. on it. So I agree. I feel like she should have given a, a little bit of more time. And, you know, I, I don't know how long that was, but it was probably just a few weeks. Um, and but then I look back on it and I'm like, if she just kept going with it, it would have been almost like a lose-lose situation because she would have been that girl that would have disrespected the rest of the guys because she only had her eye on one of them. And so it was kind of like, I thought she, she might have been in a lose-lose situation either way. Does that make sense? I think that's fair. Yeah. And not only that, looking at it the other way, I mean, for her, if she felt so strongly for somebody, you know, for whatever reason, it would be almost like, you know, 
it's, it's almost like she's like cheating on him by like kissing these guys continuously and, and, and holding their hand yeah. and going through that process too. So I don't blame her for making that decision. If she felt that way, which she did, like once you feel it, can we control how we feel? You know, we can't unfeel, you know, yeah, like, that's but, not how we work. I mean, I agree with y'all, but still a smart person knows it was not, the odds were not with her. It was so <laughs> chancy. And then she sort of, I don't know. I mean, we could do a whole episode on that. We'll, we'll move on. <laughs> I thought that's what we're doing. All right. Well, we move on? so many other things. We'll have to yeah, 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 do no, a whole right, deep right. dive on Claire because I think she screwed up, but that's all right. Now she's, and then now she's all heartbroken and it sucks. Whereas like maybe, I don't know, one of those other dudes was really her soulmate. We've all screwed up. Right. She went for yeah, the shiny object. That's what it is. Okay, let's talk about this really fast. <laughs> she went for the shiny object, which I've been told I go for the shiny object. <laughs> and sometimes you're not supposed to go for the shiny object. So Joe, why do ladies go for the shiny object instead of like, I don't know the, the metaphor. The nice guy. Or like, right, the, the solid piece of metal, if I'm going with the metaphor. Like, why are women, in your opinion as a man, so attracted to the shiny object, the male model Dale, you know, whatever? Um, I would say, in fairness to Dale, he's not just a shiny object. Dale's actually very well-spoken, um, very intelligent. You know, he's like, he's, he's like... I've said this before, and I said on the show multiple times in interviews, like when we're going that, through that transition phase, on a first date or like in three dates, which is what The Bachelorette is, if I went on the same date, the same amount of time with a girl, and like Dale and I had like three hours with her at the same restaurant, you know, the same food, same drinks, same everything, the girl would pick Dale like 99 out of 100 times. And that's just a fact. And that's okay with me. Like he's, he's a stud. Like, and that's like, but you know, you know, that's, you why me, you know him, but. that's why we're so dumb because no, we're not dumb. yes, Joe. Yes. Because I think that's like, you're, you're only like thinking about the thing right in front of your face. But if you're thinking about like a happy life and like true love, like Dr. Joe could be your man. <laughs> I, I don't know. I've got like just piles of trash behind me too. So I'm not like I'm the best. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. We talked about this earlier. Those are for donations. So it's, that's Oh yeah, really tell cool. everybody, uh, tell everybody what you're doing with your, which if people see this on our social, that's not garbage behind Dr. Joe. Not garbage. What are you doing? Yeah, I'm just doing a coat drive. And um, I just was saying how um, I posted on Instagram, uh, I would love if people donated coats, they recorded themselves, and then just posted it this Sunday, you know, January 31st. So I just, you know, it's getting really cold right now uh, in New York and a lot of parts of the US. And I figured I had some extra coats that I was going to donate. And I asked my friends and they had some extra coats that they could donate. And I figured Bachelor Nation is such a loving community that maybe they would, would have coats too. So I just made a post saying, if you have any coats to donate, donate it, record yourself donating it. And on Sunday, January 31st, post a story of you donating it, you know, show people like, hey, you're like, I don't need this anymore. I hope somebody can get use out of it and just tag me. And I would love to just repost it and be like, yo, like we all did this together as a community. Um, and um, just how, like, the, just to show other people, you know, show ourselves and other people, like, <laughs> 
Which brings us right back to being at the dinner table with you and Dale, and God bless Dale, but ladies, stop with the shiny objects. Dr. Joe. He's very shiny though. He's very, I mean, he like, he's, he's like, very shiny. I Dr. Joe, Amy is hyping you up to a new level and I'm here I know, for it. I, know. I love it Because so it's much. like, doctors I'm gonna are disappoint new, you guys. Doctors are the you guys new know how I smell. Brad Pitt. I know, <laughs> we don't get near you, but doctors are the new Brad Pitt. Cause it's like, holy crap. Like if you're like, yeah, this is my dude, and he's a doctor. Everybody's like, what? So, what? okay, before okay, we bring we in the next person, but yes, but I need to know what is happening with Dr. Joe and his, I know it's hard dating in a pandemic. I don't really like advocate for it. It's a little dicey, but. It's hard. Like, what are the ladies DMing you? Like, what's happening? Obviously they're well, DMing you, lot, please. Yeah, I know these thirsty. Oh. A lot of inappropriate things. Please save yeah. the inappropriate. I'm just kidding. No, no, no. It's actually very nice. And uh... <laughs> there's some thirsty ladies, but then there's also some there's quality. There's some quality. Yeah, I honestly don't really respond to the DMs. I, I I don't know. I'm like I'm a millennial, but just barely. And um, I just yeah, I don't how old quite are understand you? How old are you? I'm 58. How old are you? So we can 58. No, yeah, no. <laughs> that's okay. I'm 30. I'm 30. 30 what? I'm going to set you up. 36, 36. Out. Yes. And 36. what's your ideal age range? Like 30 to 40? Um, yeah, I think 28 to 30 to 40 is, is, is great. You know, someone more like mature who's kind of like, you know, knows himself. I think that's what everyone wants to some degree, right? So I need to think this through, yeah. but we'll make it yeah. happen. We'll make it happen. You know anybody, you know, come to call me. Now, do they need to be in New York or are you open to like long distance? Um, I think, you know, relationships are so hard as, as it is to make something work, like a really meaningful one, uh, which obviously is what I'm looking for. Um, but I think, you know, distance is important. You know, proximity is pretty, pretty. Key. Like, can we take so, it to Connecticut or do they need to be like. We can take it to Connecticut. We can take it to Tri-State. No, maybe Jersey, in Delmarva. Jersey. DMV okay. is good. Yeah, Jersey's good. All right. Yeah. Daniel, sure. All right. Um, Becky. Let's go to Becky. Hi, Joe. How are you? Hey, what's up, Becky? How are you? Good. Okay, so you are obviously very busy. Um, so I wanted to know, especially right now, it's so stressful. What are you, one, doing for fun outside of work? And two, how are you staying healthy during these times? Um, yeah, good question. Um, definitely have had to improvise with the fun. <clears throat> um, I'll tell you what I'm not doing. I'm not uh, eating in big groups in restaurants. Uh, I'm not traveling to, uh, you know, like Central America. <laughs> I'm not going to big concerts with groups of friends. All things that I would love to do, you know, during normal times. Um, but, you know, really for fun, I just, I, I like to, I do like running. Um, I do like working out. I do like reading. Um, I do like watching like nature documentaries. And um, my actor teacher is actually a great one. I just watched. It's really good, really fun. Um, I like, you know, just going to the internet, going on a weird like Wikipedia, YouTube kind of loops. Um, and yeah, and and most of all, I just it's such a gift now, you know. So we do have some outdoor dining. It's really cold, but there's outdoor dining, and maybe once a week you know, with the appropriate distance and again, in an outdoor setting, it's still worth meeting um, somebody um, and just talking with somebody. Um, and this thing that we took for granted, 
you know, seeing a loved one, a friend, just sharing a meal and experience with this person and spending time with them. Uh, it's such a, it's such an event. It's such a beautiful thing now. And I think that's something we could all take away that all the things that we had that we're surrounded by, like for 24 hours a day, you know, working from home and just being at home all the time, like none of it made us happy. Like it's all, it's all BS, you know, like that watch, that ring, you know, the TV, maybe we needed, but uh, you know, all the things just were made, meant nothing. It mean nothing. And the most important things obviously are, you know, sharing time, shared experiences with your loved ones. Um, and obviously um, doing the things that make us happy um, and traveling and like, just experiencing things. So experiences and people are the things that I think um, obviously are more important. And I try to do that as much as I can. So you're obviously not watching The Bachelor, but are you watching any other TV shows? Like, what do you do at night to relax? Is it a bubble bath? Is it... What will... Bridgerton? Bridgerton is on your watch list? Yeah, Bridgerton. Oh, geez. What will your future girlfriend be watching with you? Nothing. I don't want... I barely watch TV. I mean that, like... Like, I watch sports sometimes um, because it's dramatic and we all need some drama in our lives. And that's what I realized, like... Humans are like, I don't watch The Bachelorette or The Bachelor, um, even though they are great shows, Monday, Monday night, 8, 8, 8 p.m. for those <laughs> who, who care. Um, but um, an, an institution, some would consider The Bachelor and Bachelor an institution in television. But um, that is like a relationship drama. And that's something I really just don't care for <laughs> in the real sense. So I don't know, I wouldn't go and, and seek it out on TV. But what I realized is as a man, a lot of men like drama too. They just get in a different form. It's like drama is a drug that we all crave. And I just, the form I like is last minute shots and game winning touchdowns. And some, and, and maybe some people love it in the form of like relationship. Like, oh, that's, will she, won't she? And so, that's yeah, fair. Yeah. That's some how men think intel, ladies. Like, yeah. you want to like, listen up. That's drama. some how men think intel. They like it too, but they just get it from sports. Yeah. Now, do you sure golf course. or play tennis or pickleball which is the fastest growing sport in america i just learned <laughs> what's your what do you got going i pickle i gotta get on the pickleball grind huh jeez i never heard pickleball. of it pickleball so everybody I, I heard pickleball is pickleball very hot 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 i ordered the paddles i haven't used them but what do you, what's your sport joe or is it just um, running I love surfing. I've got a couple, I got two boards right here, like looking at me in the face right here. Unfortunately, they've stayed pretty dry. Um, I have surfed in the winter, but it's, it's a little hard. Um, it's not the most enjoyable. And normally I'll travel, but obviously that's not a thing. So right. surfing would be the other thing. Um, I do like to run um, and just, again, just go to the gym. Um, I do like basketball when it's available. I don't play as much. Um, but yeah, I just, I think movement in any form, it gets those endorphins out and I really think it is a key, one of the keys to promote people for, to happiness is just to I cannot get wait to set up Dr. Joe. I like I am going to find you your girl. I'm really good at it. Really good at it. <laughs> so we have one more question um, that I think a lot of people Becky. really relate to right now. Um, so I'm going to bring in Riley um, to ask her question. Hi, Dr. Joe. Hey, what's up, Riley? Um, so I, I don't know what's been going on, but I am at a peak high anxiety right now. And I just want to know if you had any tips to help me out, um, anything I could do. 
Oh man. Um, first, sorry to hear that, Riley. Um, but okay. I think. I think we all have anxiety right now. Right. Right. Mine. Yeah. <laughs> like mine is. I don't know what's going on. Well, like, besides the I world, know. I don't. You know, anything I can control. <laughs> Um, Joe, that's all you. I again, I don't think there's a good answer to that. Mm-hmm. To be honest, um, I think it's completely natural and normal at this time in life to have some anxiety. I think it'd be weird not to have anxiety. So I think okay. one, just recognizing that you know it's okay. You know, like you, you how feeling how you're feeling is 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 justified and, and honor that feeling. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's normal. Like as a, as a female, like what I like to do to do that or like to uh, kind of settle my anxiety is a hot bath or working out or um, I recently got into CBD. <laughs> um, like what do guys do? Like what, do, what are guys, you know, like what do guys do to kind of relieve some of their anxiety? Yeah, that's a good question. So I think um, like a lot of guys and again in different forms will just like to really exert themselves like argh, like you got to like get out that pent up and i think anxiety is this part of it is and again this is just you know one man's opinion but it's this nervousness this energy that you have pent up that's towards something that you can't control like the pandemic like the situation that's going on around us and and so it's just this nervous part of it is just this nervous energy it's almost what anxiety is and so to one you expend that energy Men, I think, love to lift weights and to run and to, you know, play sports. But this thing, again, it's all of it's just using that some of that energy that we all have that kind of when we sit still could just have these outlets where, you know, we create tension. If we don't create tension by moving, by, by like running fast or, or, or straining our muscles, then that tension kind of goes somewhere and maybe that goes to our psyche. And so I think movement is a big thing. And, and again, doubly good is that movement not only releases that pent up energy that I think could feed some anxiety, I do also, it also obviously releases, uh, releases endorphins. So it's like, it's doubly good. So um, I do think it, it, it approaches that anxiety in multiple ways. And I just think for men, uh, movement and um, physical activity in whatever form that may be is a good, uh, is a good outlet for. Why do men, and I'm being general because I think there's exceptions, but as a rule, men do not enjoy a bath. That's yeah, not a um, thing. It's not a guy move. That's a really good question, and uh, and 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 obviously, Danny said that's one of the things, like one of our go tos. And I was just thinking, like, I don't know the answer to that question because it seems great, you know, just to soak in something and smell good. Is it because you guys run skin? so you run hot? And it's too sweaty in there or something? I don't think that's it. Let me give it a second to think. Why don't, could it just be the connotation? Like, what if they may, may like, there could be a market here. Like a like men's bath. Like it's too bubbly, like, bathy. It, it feels. It's too soft. feels girly. There could be something to that. Again, just by association. Like, why do, why do women like, um, not women. Why? Why is pink associated with women? Like, right, is there a right, real right. reason for that? Don't I don't know. It's like it's just right. something that, that society kind of maybe decided at well, some point. Like movies. It was Julia Roberts in the bubble bath, not Richard right. Gere. Richard Gere. Did she pull him in at some point though? Wasn't he kind of in there? At uh, some yeah. She kind of like. It's when she remember. found so. out she was gonna make all that money, and she's like yeah. had her headphones on, and she's like, yeah. holy. 
Please. Classic movie. Best movie. But, uh, but yeah, I don't know this bubble. I'm gonna I'm gonna do a deep dive into bubble baths and yeah, and post a story it. about it because I'm I'm curious about that too because it does sound great. It does sound very relaxing. Your muscles and kind of just chill. Yeah. Now, do you have a bath in that New York apartment? Um, I do, but again, as a man, it's gone unused, unfortunately. So we need to send Dr. Joe a little thank you basket for hosting How Men Things that has some bath bombs, some candles, like a whole little kit. You're, you're so pretty much sending me a, a, a big paperweight then because they will never yeah, go use, use it. Riley, I'm not sure if that answered your question, but uh, but hang in there, and I, I do hope that you know as society gets back to normal, that I I I hope and I, I think that anxiety um, will get better. And again, you're not alone. We're all feeling it, and uh, yeah, good luck with, with you, everything. And you're it. gonna it's gonna be okay. I promise. Thank you. I'll hang in there. I think you're Dr. Doing, Joe doing, needs his. I like own. your smile, and I think you're doing great already. Seriously, like, thank you. Yeah, Dr. Joe. Energy. I'm serious. So, yeah. Dr. Joe great. is the new doctor. I can't think of like the. If I say Dr. Doug Ross, it's too it's too archaic of a reference for our young ladies listening because that's George Clooney from ER. But like, you're like the TV doctor. Like, you're pretty smooth. Would you ever like? Be the Doctor Gupta or the Doctor Oz or the that. I think he's doing it now. No, I um I don't think so. Not not in their form. Um, and not because they don't. Well, I think those three are different. Um, in what they their their mission is as a doctor on TV. Doctor Gupta, I have a lot of respect for. Um, he's disseminates great information, very fact based information. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And I'll leave it at that. Um, but I, I really like uh, this. I like talking to individuals. I like seeing patients. I like talking to them. And uh, mm-hmm. I don't think I would ever want to not do that because it is such a sacred bond that you form. And it's such a, so weird. It's just, it's interesting to me. And, I, and now, I, are you mostly like doing yeah. planned surgeries or are you ever in the ER where suddenly they're like, I don't know, some drama is happening and you have to like put somebody under real fast, stat, like that. Yeah, there's definitely some of that, um, especially during COVID. There's a lot of that, you know, we, we were putting in the breathing tubes of which- I was gonna know, say, do you do the intubation? Yeah, yeah, we did all the intubations. Yikes. The majority of the intubations. And so it was, it was pretty, it's pretty hairy um, mm-hmm. and it was pretty scary and um, yeah, there's definitely times where there's scheduled surgeries for sure, but there's definitely times where even our scheduled surgeries, a lot of weird things happen. Yeah. And um, and then my set, my hospital work has a trauma center, so there's always somebody rolling in who got hit by a car or fell five stories or so. Yeah, you should are, a little bit of crazy here and there. Are either of uh, are either mom or dad Park a doctor? No. No, you're the They're doctor. Just, they have- uh, yeah, older brother is a radiologist. Um, oh no! Okay, so that's interesting. So your older brother is also a doctor. Yeah, yeah, he's a radiologist. Yeah. Um, in New but, York, uh, also. In New York, also. Yeah, he works out on Long Island. Um, Do I have to find him a doctor, wife, or does he man. have a wife? Do I need to he find has, him a he wife? He has. Yeah, no, he's good. He, he has one. He's, he's, uh, he's fine. Yeah, yeah. He's so good. we'll focus so, on you. you. We'll focus thank on you. you. Guys, thanks so much for having me.
me. It was a lot of fun. And uh, thanks to everyone who called in and, and asked the question. Um, they were really good questions, super informative. And uh, I hope everyone learned something. Um, you know, we're all going through a really tough time right now. Um, it's been hard. There isn't a single person that hasn't been affected by the pandemic, um, personally, economically, you know, you know, like psychologically, socially, so in every way we could possibly think of. But this vaccine does offer hope and it is going to save millions of lives. And the sooner we can all get it, you know, part of that's not, a lot of that's not in our control, but the sooner we can all get it, the sooner we'll all go back to life as we knew it before. But that path there, you know, we see that light at the end of the tunnel, but the way there is still, you know, right now we're in very dark times. It, that, that, that tunnel is still very dark and scary before we reach that light. So it's important to keep social distancing, uh, keep wearing the mask, keep washing the hands and, and stay strong. And we're all gonna get through this together. We just gotta stay strong for the time being. And, um, and yeah, and then we'll appreciate it even more once, uh, once it's over and it will end.